Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hi. Pleased to meet you. Shut up and breathe it more popcorn. Shut up and breathe it more popcorn. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Doing another episode. This time, we're going into a galaxy far, far away. Of course, I'm talking about the Star Wars franchise. I'm going to do a two-part episode based on the two hated episodes in this franchise. Uh, The first one I'm going to do is going to be the first episode, which came out 20 years after the first movie talking about the phantom menace episode one where we get introduced to a lot of the characters we know and love so without further ado let's jump into it having trouble in the bedroom having issues when you go to the urinal is there any kind of private details you just don't feel comfortable with explaining to your current position hi i'm dr cisneros dr c I will treat you with the utmost respect and dignity for all these private number one issues. Walk-ins are welcome. Set up an appointment. All are welcome. Just give me a call. Dr. C will help you pee. Episode 1. The Phantom Menace. Hurry up, scroll. Okay. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlaying star system is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter, a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, The Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of the Peace and Justice in the Galaxy, to settle the conflict. Oh no. As always, well, like I did in the last episode, I'm going on to RottenTomatoes.com for this backstory and tomato meter score, which right now as of today is at 54% a total count of 222 and the audience score is rated at a 59% user ratings of damn 1,207,187 ratings so that kinda puts it at about a three and a half star rating from what I'm seeing on the website and of course, if you don't believe me, or you just want to tag along, go on to RottenTomatoes.com, search Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, and you'll be where I'm at right now. Now, to give you a little backstory, The Phantom Menace came out like 22 years after the initial Star Wars uh, movie came out, which by this time got redubbed Episode Four: A New Hope. For whatever reason, we'll just to just you know, reshape it. Um, I can go into a whole mini episode 
tantrum, which I probably I already did. I just haven't put it out yet. But um, on my thoughts of the whole George Lucas mindset on Star Wars from the first one to what's going on now. But um, let me just go ahead and read off of what they have listed on uh, the website. In 1999, Lucas returned to the Star Wars saga with a new approach. Instead of picking up where Return of the Jedi left off, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace would be the first of a trilogy of stories to trace what happened in the intergalactic saga before the first film began. Here, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a young apprentice Jedi Knight under the tutelage of Qui-Gon Jinn, or Qui-Gon Jinn, I still don't know how to say that shit, uh, played by Liam Neeson. Uh, Anakin, uh, aka Darth Vader, is played by a young boy by the name of Jack, Jake Lloyd. Uh, of course, everybody knows he's going to father Luke Skywalker and become known as Darth Vader. Is just a nine-year-old boy. Uh, when the Trade Federation cuts off all routes to the planet Naboo, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are assigned to settle the matter. But when they arrive on Naboo, they are brought to Amidala, a.k.a. Queen Amidala, played by Natalie Portman, the Naboo Queen. <clears throat> Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan plan to escort Amidala to a meeting of Republic leaders in Coruscant. But trouble with their spacecraft strands them on the planet Tatooine, where Qui-Gon meets Anakin, a slave of a scrap dealer. Qui-Gon is soon convinced that the boy could be the leader of the Jedi's the Jedi's have been searching for, and he begins bargaining for his freedom and teaching the boy the lessons of the Force. The supporting cast include Pernilla August as Anakin's mother, Terence Stamp as Chancellor Valorum, damn it, and Samuel L. Jackson as Jedi Master Mace Windu. Uh, they go on into some other stuff. They really don't go into more detail on the plot of the movie. But basically, there's it's a backstory on the what happens the beginning of, you know, how Obi-Wan and Anakin meet, how he becomes Darth Vader, and it's it's a whole trilogy story of the what happened before a new hope or the first star wars now the whole prequel movie when it came out you know people didn't people were ecstatic they were excited they wanted to see this movie but after it's been out and they watched it maybe a couple of times whatever they started to hate on the fact that you know yoda as you know we've been told that yoda was obi-wan's master that he learned to be a Jedi from Yoda. But we find out that he wasn't Yoda's apprentice. He was some other dude's apprentice by the name of uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. But then we're told later down the line that, oh, well, maybe Qui-Gon was taught by Yoda. No, he was taught by uh, Count Dooku, who we meet in the next uh, uh, prequel movie, uh, episode two. But so there's that. And then the character of Jar Jar Binks, which had a huge kind of like, if there was Twitter back in the day, it would it would be trending for the most hated character to ever be created in the Star Wars franchise. Even today, you can Google search Jar Jar Binks hatred, and you'll find 
probably reddits and tweets and all kinds of crap um that and um this you know this had it, people felt like there was a bunch of plot holes because uh and this and this is the mindset of people and of course this is my opinion uh a lot of people who grew up as kids with the Star Wars movies whether it was when they came out in theaters or they watched them, you know, on tapes, you know, to this point, in, uh, I think DVDs were becoming a thing. Um, but nonetheless, we had seen, or when I say we, I mean, I didn't, wasn't into it until I was like maybe 10 years old when I saw it on TV. But nonetheless, we, you grow up with something and then you learn that they're going to make more movies or, you know, they're going to expand the story and not only just talk about what happened afterwards, they're going to do a prequel. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to see what happened. We're going to see the clone wars. We're going to see how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. We're going to see how, you know, how Luke's parents met and stuff like this. And, and, you know, the force wasn't really explained a lot in the movies, in the first trilogy. You know, in this movie, we learn there's a science to it. There's a science to the Force. It's not just some magical, you know, hocus pocus. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And um, so we learn about, oh, I can't say the damn name. To, uh, mitochondria. Not mitochondria. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm going to have to research this. Hang on. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about the fuck up. It's called... Mitochlorian, and from what we're told in the first Star Wars movie is that the Force is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. That's what we're told by Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first movie, and of course I'm reading that off of Google. And so in this movie, we learn that the Force is actually created by these little... Um, Mito, mitochlorian microscopic organisms inside the cells of these human, of these living creatures and beings and all that. So we get a we get a little bit of a history of what causes the Force in in the Star Wars lore, Jedi lore, and um, and, I, and people were just they didn't want to they didn't want to hear they didn't want to think of the force as a science they wanted to think of it as like this magical thing that jedis used and could control um <clears throat> so this yeah it's really crazy stuff that we see in this movie we, we get introduced to pod racing which is uh, when when i was a kid i saw this and i just thought it was the stupidest thing ever and then you grow up you rewatch it and you start to understand a little bit more of the movie and stuff and and I kind of enjoy like you. Uh, there's a scene in there where he's racing, and just this weird freaking like you want an asshole, a space asshole, who like fucks with Anakin's pod racer before the the race. And in this movie, he's racing for his freedom. He doesn't know it yet because Qui Gon kind of did a little side bet, like, hey, you know, you can, you know, we'll bet on this race. I want to, I want to sponsor this kid. You can keep all the winnings. But, uh, you know, I want the parts for the ship that you won't sell me. 
I want the parts. You can have the winnings. Just give me the parts. I'll be on my way. Then he learns, you know, that Anakin has this high level of uh, midichlorian count, higher than anybody in the Jedi that's ever been. And there was this prophecy told of a being like this, almost like a Jesus uh, being. Like, uh, and I, I don't know if that's what they were going for with this movie because we learn that Anakin doesn't have a father, that his mother gave birth to him without being impregnated. And so, like, you know, with the whole Mitochlorian stuff, we're getting this science behind everything, and he believes that these Mitochlorian organisms just became, it was, it, the level was so high that they just became Anakin, like they just created him. And so this prophecy said, okay, hey, this kid's going to be the one to balance the force between the good and the bad, which is the, the dark side and the light side. So he learns of this, and then he goes back to the scrap dealer and says, you know what, let me side hustle. Let me, you know, it's another side bet. Uh, if he wins, he gets his freedom. Let me take the boy and his, and his mother and if he loses, you know, you keep them and then you can keep my ship. So that was going on. That's side hustle or whatever. And um, so then, you know, we start to learn now, you know, with that the backstory. He meets Padme, all that stuff. Um, this scrap dealer... Uh, is of course betting against him because he, you know, he hasn't finished the race, so he bets against Anakin, and the one of the racers is that always wins is this little weird looking seahorse, fucking dude, who's a freaking asshole, and he walks funny. He, I mean, he walks funny. He just he his his he walks with his hands almost like the dude from Shallow Hell, but not like he has all his limbs. Anyway, he uh, he goes and. You know, kind of like cocky talking shit to Anakin, and he pulls a cord, he pulls something on this ship, and he walks off like, "Yeah, you ain't gonna finish shit, motherfucker." So fast forward, they're, you know, they're in the race. He's, you know, they're neck and neck, and then that shit happens where you know that guy messed with his pod racer, but somehow he, uh, you would think he would use the force to bring, you know, go give me this cord or something, but it somehow fixes itself he's able to to fix the problem and he wins the race at the same time the other dude crashes and dies or i don't think he dies i think he's he just crashes so there we go he wins his freedom he's sad because he his mother wasn't included on the deal so he's already the the seeds of unpleasantry and just of like oh no i can't save my mom start to set in and uh, so they get off planet well before they get off planet they uh they're attacked by darth maul who is a sith apprentice to uh at the time i think he was like a governor i don't think he was a senator i think he was a senator uh palpatine who we know as the the evil emperor from Return of the Jedi. He is 
sent to find the queen because this whole backstory of episode one on top of finding out who Anakin is and all that stuff is that there's this huge like political government crap going on like there's the in the beginning of the movie they're sent to negotiate between this uh, thing called the Trade Federation which in my opinion sound like a bunch of Mexicans or Filipinos uh, they said they <laughs> they said that they made it like to seem like Asianish, but I when I list when I watched it, I, they just reminded me of like like uh, me, like Mexican people, which is kind of fucked up to say like that. But hey, I'm one, so it's cool. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> these uh, trade federation guys are actually working with the emperor. Well, the Sith Lord, he's not the emperor yet. And uh, so they're trying to get Queen Amidala to sign sign over uh, control or something like that. Um, fast forward to the reason why they landed on Tatooine. Is, and they're trying to escape uh, their forces and, all, and the Sith Lords. Uh, finds them on Tatooine. Uh, there's a battle between him and Qui-Gon. But we don't see the double-sided lightsaber yet. We see him with just the regular lightsaber, red lightsaber, and uh, they have a fight. Uh, Qui-Gon escapes, they escape, and so they make their way to, they said count something on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but let's just call it uh, Washington, D.C. of the Galactic Universe, the Republic, whatever. There is uh, the Jedi's and Anakin go talk to the Jedi Council while Queen Amidala and them, they go and try to figure out what's going on and uh, vote vote out the current uh, Chancellor. So, uh, Anakin at this time is a little sad because, you know, he misses his mother and uh, they present his case to the Jedi Council, you know, saying, you know, this one, this can y'all test him? And I guess there's an age limit. You can't be a Jedi. You can't start your Jedi training if you're over the age of five, which is weird in itself. And it, it's whatever. It's it's make believe. So there's no point in me getting all crazy over it. But uh, Qui Gon pleads with them to just test him to see, you know, just you know, see for yourself if he see if he could be a Jedi. Um, Palpatine begins to like deceitfully get the queen to like we need to vote this you know the head chancellor right now Valamore Valdemore whatever his name is we need to get him off the seat and then you know he's 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 you can see the seeds that he's planting he's he's trying to use his position with the queen so he knows like oh if, well she's behind getting rid of this dude then I'm a shoe in. Which happens at the end of the movie, and and we you know we start to see the rise of his power, before he becomes uh, that evil emperor from Jedi from Return of the Jedi. Um, Anakin is re well, not refused. He he isn't given permission to be trained. Uh, 
they feel like there's something, you know, to him, but he's just not at that level of he, you know, there's this they're, they're kind of like kind of not scared. They're just kind of like cautious. Um, and while this is going, of course, you know, the, the Federation is uh, trying to get their hands on Queen Amandala for her to sign over control and all this other stuff to sign the treaty or some some kind of you know, surrender. That's what I'm thinking. Um, uh, after all this stuff at the Galactic White House, Gov Washington, D.C., whatever, uh, she says, you know what, I'm going back to my planet. If there's only one way to... The Federation is, is already sitting there waiting for her. But she's trying to get control of her, you know, of her, of her people. Trying, you know, to save her people. So she goes back with the Jedi guy, with Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. And, uh, which I should also include that we meet R2-D2, uh, on the Queen's ship when they escaped the first time. Uh, R2-D2, then we meet C-3PO who happens to be Anakin's pet project, uh, which people, this is just a side note, are, you know, one of the arguments is that, well, how come R2-D2 and C-3PO didn't tell Darth Vader, hey, man, you remember us? You remember us? You forget they're machines. They're robots. Their memories can be erased. You know what I mean? And there's this funny meme that I've seen. Uh, it's that, uh, that monkey puppet meme with the with the eyes, like, like seriously, like, keeping quiet eyes. Where uh, R2-D2 sees Luke and Leia kiss, and R2-D2 knows their history. But, like I said, they're machines, they're robots, they're computers, blah, blah, blah. They can be, uh, have their memory erased or whatever. Change the hard drive, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm an IT guy, sort of. I just don't have an IT job. Anyway, that's a little too much info for right now. Let's get back to the movie. So they return back to Naboo. Jar Jar Binks, we haven't even gotten into Jar Jar Binks, but Jar Jar Binks, who was saved at the beginning of the movie by Qui-Gon, uh, helps them escape. At this time, troops and robot, the uh, I don't know what the robot army that they have is, is invading Naboo, which is one of the reasons why Queen Amidala left. Anyways, they're trying to escape there. They're trying to go and save the Queen. Uh, at that time, and Qui-Gon runs into Jar Jar, saves his life, and Jar Jar has this, uh, they have this, you know, pack, or, you know, kind of like, oh, you saved my life, I owe you my life, I will, you know, I'll return the favor, life pack, something like that. Well, he's been uh, excommunicated from his people down in the, I guess, the, the wetlands, the water underneath the water of Naboo. But he takes them nonetheless. Uh, Qui-Gon saves his life in return because, you know, they excommunicated him. Hey, if you come back, we're going to kill you. He comes back like a dumbass. And uh, so Qui-Gon tells, you know, the king, uh, Gargan, that he has a life pact with him. He's going to need a navigator to get to the palace, this and that. So Jar Jar goes with them. Now... Uh, they're the people of Naboo and the Gargans, which is like these amphibious uh, fish people. Uh, they, I guess, they're at odds. They never got along. Whatever, 
But when they returned to Naboo, Queen Amidala, who at this time in the movie, everybody just assumes uh, is... The queen has this like I don't know, like this weird Vic Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth like white face deal like we see it, there's two people there's Queen Amidala and there's Padme, but then we learn at this point in the movie that Padme is actually Queen Amidala. She has a body decoy, uh, just in case you know somebody wants to kill her. They don't actually kill her; they kill the body double, and so. Throughout the movie, Qui-Gon is... Like, she's telling Qui-Gon, Oh, we can't do this. The Queen wouldn't approve of that. All in Qui-Gon's like, Dude, chill out. What the Queen don't know won't hurt her. Okay? Just keep it between us. Without them knowing that, Yo, I'm the Queen. Hello. I don't approve of this. So we find out, you know, she's the Queen. And now we're off to the races. They're off to go try to fend off get back some like some information or something on her throne get back into power whatever and then the jedi run into uh, darth maul who at this time we've only seen him in a hood he takes the hood off this dude is got like six rows of horns and and is a completely red and black face um before the movie came out there was an image of him to promote the movie and it's a powerful like movie poster because you see like whoa who's this dude like what's what's the backstory here uh they begin to fight he reveals that his lightsaber is quote quote pew pew pink pink double-sided so he's got this cool double-sided lightsaber he's doing the donatello you know fighting with qui-gon and obi-wan uh the queen and her uh, bodyguards and, and army guys or whatever uh, they go to you know fight off the uh, the two uh, federation guys that are posted up in our throne room uh, Qui-Gon tells Anakin you know sit in that little starfighter and stay out of the way keep your head down we'll be back so he accidentally activates the uh, starfighter and shoots into space him and R2 are just Boom! Headed to the uh, the fight that's going on in outer in the outer space between the starfighters and the Federation. At this time, Jar Jar Binks and his Gargan warriors are fighting the robots, the uh, the ground troops, and it's just this huge battle scene. Which, of course, every Star Wars is going to have some kind of battle scene, uh, just about. Uh, maybe not Empire. No, yeah, Empire did in the beginning. Anyways, so <laughs> we see him. He flies off. He accidentally makes his way into the control ship, which is controlling all the robot forces down on the ground of Naboo. He somehow blows up a reactor and takes that whole ship down, which in turn brings down the whole ground, you know, the radio controls to the ground forces. And so Jar Jar Binks and his troops who they at the time are surrendering, end up winning. Uh, then we go, you know, we cut back to the Jedi fight, <clears throat> which is pretty fucking epic, pretty badass. Um, he's Qui-Gon. There's like these little, like this red force field doors 
and uh, we see them separate each other. Like Obi Wan's, you know, further back behind them. Qui Gon is in one, in between two force field doors, and Darth Maul is in the other, waiting for his uh, time to strike. During this time, Qui Gon kind of like just sits down, kind of uh, Indian style, or kneels, and he's meditating. He's getting one with the Force. At the same time, we see Darth Maul just pacing back and forth, just like a shark. You know, he's like waiting for these force field doors to open up, or whatever these, uh, I don't call it force field doors, they're like these red barrier doors. And at the same time, Obi-Wan is trying to, you know, get there as fast as he can to help his master. So now, they open up, Qui-Gon and Darth Maul begin to fight, Obi-Wan uh, starts to run, tries to catch up, and Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon Jinn, stabs him, and just before Obi-Wan can get there, the doors close up again, or the force field doors close up again, and you just see this, 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 just rage, not really rage, it's just like, you know, the motherfucker killed my master, so I'm gonna fuck you up, kind of look, and the doors open again. Obi-Wan starts fighting with Darth Maul. They fight. He somehow uh, gets thrown off into this uh, air shaft or this shaft in the middle there. He holds on. He loses his lightsaber. He uses the force to get Qui-Gon's lightsaber. At the same time, he leaps up from the shaft, does like this whole... Uh, 180 flip and then cuts Darth Maul in half with his master's lightsaber that's the end of the story for Maul so we think because we've learned later on in the Star Wars movies he's actually part of the cartoon and he comes back in Han Solo's movies spoiler alert so now uh, they have the funeral for Qui-Gon which at the time, it's kind of weird because everybody, not just the Jedi people, everybody's just there watching Qui-Gon getting burned to a crisp, you know, burned to ashes. Um, there, Mace Windu and Yoda start talking about, uh, well, they talked, Mace Windu talks to Obi-Wan says, you know, go ahead, we're going to grant you permission to train the boy. Um, he then talks to Yoda about that, you know, the reports that Qui-Gon had said that the Sith, there was a Sith Lord uh, in the, in, you know, the Sith is back, kind of. And he says, wait, him and Yoda are talking. They're like, okay, well, who was destroyed? Was it the Master or the Apprentice? And then it kind of pans off to, to the side where we see the Palpatine, which we all know is the Sith Master who will become the Emperor. And uh, then we have a celebration at the end of the movie where the Gargans give uh, Queen Amidala some big ass like snow globe, and uh, and then we get like this kind of like weird like vibe look between Anakin and Padme, like oh hey yeah we're friends, and and like later on you'll be like yeah I'm gonna hit that I'm gonna you're gonna get it girl, and that's the end of the movie. That's my. Uh, callback synopsis of Phantom Menace 
of course, you know what I'm going to say. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, as a kid, I saw it because I didn't grow up watching all the Star Wars. I didn't know anything of Star Wars until I was like in 10th, or 10th grade. Until I was like in 4th uh, grade, I was 10 years old. You know, the whole 20-year anniversary became a thing. I just remember my first memory of the anything Star Wars came from the Muppet Babies, the cartoon from back in the day. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, I can't remember exactly what the episode or what that was all about, but I just remember the nursery was the Darth, Death Star, um, the nanny was Darth Vader or something, and... Uh, and then, you know, we did cut to, like, scenes of the movie and you'd see Darth Vader. So that's, I didn't know who, what, what that was until, like, you know, I was in fourth grade. And it's like, oh, Star Wars. And they showed it on TBS, you know, all three movies. And I, I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is what that is. It's cool, you know. Um, you know, I saw a bunch of people today kind of still, you know, it's iffy. You ask people, oh, you think it sucks? You think it's good? You know, you got to. In my opinion, you got to understand, like, the people that grew up on the original Star Wars trilogy, you know, just like us as kids, you know, we, we grew up on certain movies. We, you know, we love them for a reason. They shaped us. They, you know, they molded us in a way. And, you know, the same with people from back in the day, you know. They saw this movie, this trilogy, and then they saw, like, a hope for, like, a backstory other than at the time there were no Star Wars cartoons there were no star there were, there were toys there was uh, books and novels but you know nowadays there's Star Wars cartoons up the hoo-ha and you know it's it's crazy it's this huge it's it's huge franchise um, but yeah if you were to ask me uh, out of all the Star Wars movies which uh, so far, there's eight out. Eh, nine, 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 there's eight Star Wars saga movies, but there's like the spin-off stuff and all that. The The Last Jedi is going to be the second part of these uh, of this Star Wars episode. <laughs> but um, this movie, at the time, and even be, you know before Last Jedi, was probably the most hated out of all of the movies. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not even hated by, like, a huge percentage. It's just, you know, people have certain expectations. And that whole Jar Jar Binks deal is just, it's, they were, like, people saying it was, like, racially, like, toned in a way. Like, this, they, Jar Jar talked, like, uh, like some, I think it was Jamaican. Or, like, was supposed to give, like, a Jamaican feel. Or, but, uh, I mean, he's he's a character... You know, Star Wars, they're known for having characters. Uh, for As being a kid movie, yeah, you, know, you show your kids, like, explosions and sword fights and this and that. But, you know, you have those diehard fans that, you know, would go and dress up like Jedis and sit there and watch the movie and they're like, you know, like, what the fuck is this shit? So, that my perfect, uh, I guess, eh. Source is there's this comedian by the name of Pat Oswalt, and uh, you know him. He was on King of Queens. He's on a bunch of movies. He was on a show called AP Bio, which recently got canceled, which kind of sucks. But uh, he had a stand-up special. He talked about 
George Lucas and the mindset of like the Star Wars saga. And it's, I can't really remember word for word what he said, but the gist of it was, you know, he's like, hey, you like, he, he did a little George Lucas kind of voice. And he's like, oh, you like Star Wars? Well, I want to make a, a movie about we meet uh, uh, Anakin. Like, oh, yeah, you do? Yeah, 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 it says, yeah, it says, uh, we meet him as a little boy. And he's like, what? And then he goes into an episode two. Hey, you like Boba Fett? Yeah, you like Boba Fett? Yeah. Well, uh, well we're going to see him as a boy. And it's just his routine. I gotta. I want to YouTube search it, see if I can find it. But it's you know that's just the mindset of people back in the day who grew up on these movies. So you know, nowadays if you ask somebody who didn't really grow up like maybe me, like you know like I said I enjoyed it. I didn't. I thought it was pretty cool. The the prequel trilogies were. I think Revenge of the Sith was probably the best out of those three. Only because we got to see the actual uh, transformation of Anakin before he became before he got you know his Darth Vader getup and stuff, but he becomes Darth Vader before his fight with Obi Wan. But uh, that's for another episode on another topic. Right now, that's gonna be it for me. I'll uh, catch you back on these episodes. Uh, probably do an outro. I don't know if I'm done with this just yet or if I should do the outro later. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. Hang hang tight. I'll be back in a sec. What's up, y'all? I'm back for this outro. Gonna keep it short and sweet. Go check out all the fucking awesome podcast shows that I have listed under the description. There's links to their Twitter accounts, the personal uh, and show Twitter accounts. Um, just go support them. Go give them a listen. Very entertaining people. Very, very fun topics that they talk about. And uh, like I said, I'll be back to talk about The Last Jedi next week or in a few days whenever I drop this one. I might just drop them off altogether. But. That's going to do it for me right now. I want to go ahead and let y'all know that I am working on some t-shirt designs. I don't know if I'm going to sell them or I'm trying to, I'm working with, I'm not working with, I'm using a website called Teespring and that thing is a huge learning challenge only because I'm thought I was getting into something, but it's something totally different, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to put out my designs on Instagram. I put out the link. Y'all go check them out. Uh, some ideas so far that I have out there already is uh, a logo shirt. An idea maybe I'm changing up the logo for uh, for the podcast. Uh, my quote-unquote sponsors. Go and uh, check out their t-shirt designs. Um, maybe throwing out some uh, movie quotes. Just, you know, keep it topic related you know with being a movie podcast and uh yeah go check that out uh follow my instagram follow my twitter account not my instagram my twitter account i don't even think i have that listed up there but to know more than likely the twitter account's up there check it out follow me uh send me some ideas of what you think would be good movie topics i'm already going down the short bottom of the list of what i had planned uh 
this two-parter was kind of like the last of my ideas for movies to review but then I got a resurgence on uh, some movies that aren't really part of a franchise I mean they are part of a franchise but not a movie franchise like uh, like movie reboots uh, my idea was to do one on the Will Smith movie Wild Wild West because uh, that one bombed back in the day uh, I also have a I might do one on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 the one where they go back in time um, so yeah just uh, I'm trying to do as much as I can for the podcast and maybe put one out every two weeks or so uh, only because time and and with work and everything just trying to make time for it uh, so far I'm getting some good uh, feedback people saying they dig it people saying that I do um 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 too lot too much sorry but like I said you know this is a this is all fun and entertainment for me doing something creative putting something out there and uh, you know hopefully I know I've been wanting to do some watch alongs and maybe put that out on uh, Patreon and or something trying to figure out some stuff but uh, I'm trying to get my buddy involved you know you remember him from episode 2 if go look go check out the uh, hashtag network familia on twitter go follow these people um, I don't know that sounds so fucked up when I say it like that go follow these people what you mean these people <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be it I can't think of anything else to plug but uh, I appreciate the downloads appreciate y'all listening of course as always if y'all ain't laughing y'all ain't living <laughs>